Welcome to Live Let Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Live Let Thrive. What is up, Michael Man? I am chilling. How you doing, Stevie Stacks? Good, good. Trying to stack them every day. Yes, sir. Yeah, and um, this is episode 134 of your favorite Airbnb, VRBO, Homeway, Uber, Lyft, all that fun stuff podcast. And we have a special guest today. A repeat guest. This is uh, Mike's second time on the cast. Uh, first time, he was talking to us about Task Rapid. And this time, he actually got uh, Airbnb up, and he is moving and grooving. Let's welcome Michael Brown back to the cast. Yeah, downtown Michael Brown. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thanks for having me again. Definitely definitely excited. So, so oh, a, lot, a lot of things have happened since the last time we, we've talked, so good to catch yeah. up. What has What all has happened? <laughs> so we talked a little bit before about the, on the call about uh my upcoming wedding uh so we've been planning for that in COVID times can you believe it mm-hmm. um over the past couple of months uh it's going to be this upcoming weekend so um got a lot of things lined up for that um and as you mentioned you know over the past couple of months getting started with my own airbnb uh kind of transitioning really a not necessarily away from Task Rabbit, but kind of toning that down a little bit and transitioning my focus and effort towards uh, the Airbnb uh, startup. Um, had a property. This is actually my second property. Um, and if you, if I can, I can start from the beginning if you want in terms of how it all started with my yeah, whole spot yeah. and all that. But um, so, just quick timeline. So, in the process of you know getting married, moving in together, and all that kind of stuff, be, um, because my fiance and I we didn't live together. Uh, until around April of this year. Uh, this year will actually have made six years that we would have been that we will be together in end of November. Uh, so quite a long time. Uh, not to have lived it. <laughs> no, that that was my that was my my push too. But you know, c- couldn't make it happen until we got closer to the to the wedding and, and start to to steal the deal with the engagement. So, mm-hmm. um, so you know the things didn't necessarily line up in terms of her lease and my lease. And when it ended, uh, I think hers ended back back in maybe March, early March or something like that. And then mine wasn't going to end until end of July. So it's like, okay, well, we need to decide on whether or not we want to cancel a lease and have to pay all the extra money to be able to, to get out of that, all the kind of stuff. Um, and we still want to be able to live together um, and have some, hopefully some savings by living together too. Right. I mean, that's another benefit of, of, of being together. Um, and so with that, being able to say, okay, hey, let's see if we can go ahead and transition my place because she didn't want to do it at hers, uh, which mine was a little better. I mean, I'm not being biased, but <laughs> it had a little <laughs> bit more of the amenity side. It was a little newer. Um, and we said, hey, let's see if we can put my place on Airbnb. I've always wanted to try it and get into it, so on and so forth. This would be a nice little test. So, you know, got everything cleaned up, um, transitioned out. Uh, back in uh, early May, and this is kind of like at the peak of COVID when people were doing, um, uh, you know, the quarantine, right? Uh, and we actually moved out of her place uh, during the quarantine, essentially. Mm-hmm. So, you know, movers are essential workers. So, you know, they said they were willing to do the move. So we did the move during, <laughs> during quarantine. Uh, we didn't have a choice because the, the lease is about to be up. and We, we already put in our notice and everything. So, um so we did that, and we said, hey, let's go ahead and put my place up. So we took all my stuff out, 
you know, transition and put some of it in storage, some of it here, uh, and then made it, you know, presentable via Airbnb. And surprisingly, you know, out of out of the 90 days that I actually had it up on Airbnb, probably one day was vacant. Um, as you probably have seen, uh, there are a lot more long-term extended stay um, guests that are starting to book now because um, they want that you know, transitional feel uh, with all the uncertainty with uh, COVID-19. People want to be able to do month to month. As you know, you know, trying to do month to month in the Dallas market is not cheap, uh, especially if you want to do month to month for a fully furnished place, all bills paid, then that's a whole nother story. So um, at the time, my only goal was to to break even on on that apartment. So uh, I got the numbers here. So roughly, you know, with just rent alone, it was like twelve fifty a month, uh, and then with utilities and everything, it was uh, about an, an extra two hundred dollars. Um, so you figure fourteen fifty, essentially all in. And so with the bookings that I was able to do within that ninety days, I basically just kind of broke even. I didn't necessarily make any profits. Uh, it was a great learning experience, and it really got me to understand the customer service side of it and things of that nature. Uh, however, comparatively with those thirty day bookings to the ones that I've been doing with the, this new property is very different because, you know, I've got people coming in week to week, right? So that you got that changeover, you got the cleaning happening. So um, obviously a lot more hands-on compared to the 30 days. It's like where you leave it and you don't think about them for a while. Cause literally on, on all three stays, cause it was three different people, uh, 30 days each. Um, I didn't hear from them at all until they got ready to check out and the place was clean. It was fine. Uh, actually I take that back. The guy did lose one of the keys um, that I gave him, and luckily we had a spare one inside the apartment, so I just had to go over and you know let him in. And he he did pay for another key, so uh, at the time, you know, obviously in 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 retrospect, which I have addressed now, my new Airbnbs, you know, there's a fee for that if you lose the key kind of thing, <laughs> uh, which I didn't have before. So um, it was a great learning experience. Um, so come, transitioning out of that started with my own property um, basically about 45 days before, you know, I'm getting married kind of thing. So we've been 45 days into that new property. I transitioned because that was my, my old lease. I transitioned all the furniture. Uh, so that was at no cost. So no new furniture that I had to purchase for this new, the first new spot. Uh, all I had to do was pay for the movers to get it over there. Right. Um, and obviously I had to do a little bit more decor at the new spot. Um, so we've been doing that one now for 45 days, and now we're about to launch uh, the second one uh, in about two weeks. So as soon as we come back from the honeymoon, it's being launched. I basically have 75% of the stuff that's going to go in it already, uh, plus I pick up the keys this week uh, for that spot. But, um, you know, one of the most challenging things is always trying to find the right property. Um, and obviously the property is going to be willing to let you do it, right? So with this first spot that I did, not my personal one, uh, but the first one that I picked up, um, I, I've actually been doing some handyman work for this for this property manager for quite a while at different properties. So he said, hey, let's you know work out a deal where you know you can help me out with some things and I can let you do Airbnb on this particular property. So he knows, he's aware of it. Uh, I'm still getting, I'm partially paid for the work I'm doing on the handyman stuff, um, but we've kind of got this partnership that we've created. Um, a trade-off. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, and I'm learning in the process too, right? Because some of those same skills, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a I won't say former task, res 
task driver person, but I've been doing task driver for a long time, so I kind of have all that skill set. And you know, in real estate, you got you kind of need to know some of that stuff, right? Because uh, you need to know when people are going to be trying to overcharge you to fix certain things, even though you have the ability to fix them or improve them, uh, things of that nature. And then if you need to come in and, and hop on an emergency, then you can do that as well. So um, nice. What, so how how many units do you have? One or two? You said two. Yeah, this is a, this is the second one. We're starting up. Okay, where where are they located? So this first one um, is basically in the Knox Henderson area. Okay. So uh, where the M Streets and everything are. So okay. uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that area at all, but uh, Knox Henderson. Mm -hmm. so yeah, Lower Greenville kind of area. So ah. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody, that's what I was talking about. I think we were talking about Lower Greenville. Everybody's starting to hit that area over there. I think Steve's over there. You're over there. I think Josh yeah. is over there. So mine, mine goes live on Friday, everybody. Ah, <laughs> oh, right. Congratulations. <laughs> Congrats. Yeah, over off Bennett Street, if you know where that's at. Oh, wow. Okay, so mine is literally off Bennett as well. Oh. Y'all got <laughs> no, both one bed, one bath? Yeah, yeah, well, mine is, yeah. Okay. Let's, let's, let's not do price fixing, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be interesting though, because I I told Steve if if that it works over there, I said told hey I'm gonna use the same company as you and I'll run them up over there too, you know, if it's starting <laughs> to work. But but it sounds like COVID did you well since everybody was going for the long term route, right? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, especially in the beginning. I mean, um, I mean, it really surprised me. But you know, when people reach out to you, and I'm I'm sure you've seen this before too, it's people that are either uh, moving here to Dallas to work, um, and they need a little, somewhere to stay, or it's, people that have purchased a new home and they say, I need about a month or a couple of weeks to handle closing costs and all this kind of stuff. And I need somewhere to stay where I can, you know, um, get my legs here in Dallas kind of thing. So I get it. Um, it makes sense. And I think when you allow people to feel comfortable in your space and things of that nature, and I, I, t I mentioned to you before some of the things I'm doing with my space to make it a little special and uh, in terms of clean, clean cleanliness and things of that nature, uh, then people are, are all, all, all over it. And if it's in a good location, that helps too, right? Uh, yeah, and what's and what's uh, size units you got? Uh, so the first one is just under eight hundred square feet. It's one bedroom, one bath. Yeah, and basically the second one is basically the same. So okay. And yeah, how the many? The second people... one is over um, off of. Uh, it's basically by Love Field kind of area. Um, so. And how many people? How many guests do you allow in, in a one bedroom, one bath? Uh, typically two to three guests, um, just because, you know, it just makes it a little bit easier to manage, um, and things of that nature. I know you can, uh, charge for additional guests if you want to kind of thing, but, you know, I, I just think for a lot of people, they just want to be able to have a little bit more flexibility if they can. And, you know, if, if they're trying to do more than three people for, for the size space, even if you start adding in, you know, futons and all this kind of stuff, it just, it just makes it really crowded. Um, mm. to be honest. So. Yeah, I used to do the, um, so like right now, even now at my places that I do, I do I do charge for extra guests. So like, let's say I have a three bedroom house. Mm -hmm. I'll purposely sleep it for eight, but anything over six, that additional person is like $50 a night, but people are willing to pay it. So wow. $50, $50 a night per, night. per person. Per person. Oh, wow. So it's really $100 a night if they bring eight people wow. for just those two. So it's, it's good profit in doing that too. Okay. Yeah, so there you go. Put it for two and then charge for extras. 
Yeah. <laughs> I might do that with mine because I, I have mine set at four right now. So I'm like, yeah, I might yeah, do charge that. Them for, uh, charge them for if, charge them for four. Like, you, like, hey, you can bring two, but since we only have one bed and we give you a pullout couch, any extra over two is an extra charge. People pay it. And I'm, I'll be like, oh, dang. Nice, nice. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Right, so, so you how, gonna, oh, go oh, ahead. I was going to say, how are you guys typically managing? I know for like for the single family for for Micah, you because uh, you got to get a couple of those. I mean, you could probably do a ring doorbell and things of that nature. How are you guys managing how how many people come into this space and and all that? Yeah, I got. People I got bring a, more people. I got yeah. ring doorbells. I got a ring doorbell, and then I do exterior cameras. Mm-hmm. So we got a camera on every on the exterior of every exit and every entrance. Yeah. So that's how you kind of manage it. Um, I haven't really had too many problems with people bringing people over. Um, I had a few party. I had a party during COVID, uh, but <laughs> other than that, it ain't really been too bad. Um, I know a lot of people are getting some bad guests, but I think I'm kind of deteriorated just because of the area that I'm in. So, mm. yeah. I, I mean, think, that's true because I mean, a lot of people. There's a lot of new people coming to the platform right now, mm-hmm. and so they may not know the Airbnb process, and you know that could be a good thing or a bad thing for yeah. for some people. So because they expect one thing and not really knowing what's supposed to happen, right? Oh, is it supposed to be a, like a hotel or it's supposed to be something else? Yeah, see, and I've never had the issues like the one bedroom, one bath. You don't really get the party people. They ain't really looking for that size. You usually get the couples coming into town or the two couples coming into town. Like you and Steve will probably get the two couples coming into town and yeah. you know, stuff like that, which is pretty easy. So They were trying to bring six guests, man, this last time <laughs> for really? my first booking. Yeah, we were like, ah, it's kind of small, you know, for that. Yeah, I want to charge them. Like, hey, I'm, I'm the, <laughs> hey, if y'all want to pile it up on the floor, man, that's your business. Just, hey, that, that floor costs money. <laughs> Real estate, you know, baby. You you gonna laugh? So I, I did have somebody reach out to me. Obviously, I declined them. They they just came out there transparent and say, hey, you know, I'm trying to have a place where I can, we can throw a party or whatever for 15 people mm. in a one bedroom. And I'm like, how do you how do you even bring yourself to ask this kind of question? <laughs> I appreciate the, the transparency, but I, I mean, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> oh, Supposedly, it's Airbnb just, is banning party houses. I want to know how they're I doing. I heard that. about that. Yeah, yeah, like they've been sending out these emails about it. I've been like, how y'all doing? Like, are y'all banning the guest? Or are y'all banning the host? I don't know which. I don't know. I don't know how that. I mean, ba- I think basically, I mean, if you have it on your on your listing that you can do up to this many people the cap is 16 now i think under the new they capped it i thought i thought the i thought it was 16 under the new cap i didn't know they so capped it's it. like if you have any more than that you you probably need to change your listing because they're going to start they're going to start cracking down on that uh if if this whole ban or rule ruling you know really has some legs so See, um, and that what that's going to do is because you know there's venues that are on airbnb as well Mm. Uh, whether it be for weddings and other mm. kind of things of that nature. So, Experience. I mean, they just have to either come off the plat- platform com- completely and start to switch to direct bookings uh, exclusively or at least reduce down their, their guest count. Um, I would hope that's built dependent upon size because I remember, who was it, Yuri that we had on the podcast? He he rents out those big old houses like up in, I think, Omaha. Like he'll get those six, seven-bedroom houses 16 guests that, that works there you know what i mean so i'm, mm-hmm. I'm right. i want to look I mean, into that like, yeah i will look into it because I, I think size does not even size does not matter at all which is a really unfortunate because 
I, mean, I don't know what 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 share of Airbnb in terms of demographic does that represent, but I, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's a good portion, a, a big chunk. But yeah, but that is a good number though, because even I think the, I don't I don't know what the average bedroom count is on Airbnb because I don't I don't see too many houses five bedrooms it starts declining yeah it starts going down but that might be a good count you know but that's interesting so, so Michael you you plan to self-manage uh right now I think once I get to four more four or more properties then that's when I'm going to start to to transition into getting somebody else to start building a team uh mm. around the the growth of the business. I think it's a good way to go. So you can learn all the ins and outs, you know, learn the ropes and then you can, um, you can know if the person you pass it on to is doing a good job or not. You can kind of watch them, you know what I'm saying? So, um, I'm the way I'm having a previous guest of the show, uh, Sarah, Sarah don't glide. Well, SDG. And she's setting up the unit for me. She's an interior designer and all that. So she's setting it up for me. And then a company she works with um, is going to run it. And so I was like, this is the first time I've been hands off on an Airbnb. So it's kind of a little nerve wracking. I'm like, ah, you know, what? A, yeah, it's just your baby. It's your, little child, your child. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm twiddling my thumbs. Y'all need me? Y'all need me? <laughs> nah, we got it. We got it. And um, but they're but they're cool, though, because like if they if there's like a decision, they think, OK, this is you know a little questionable decision. They'll ask me, hey should we do this? And I'm like, Oh yeah, that's fine. You could do that. You know, they don't just start making promises to guests or stuff like that. So that, that, that's, that's been, um, the promising, you know? And nice. so it's, it's just a change, but like, I've like, I just remember being out of town and, and then getting, you know, hit up for about the Airbnb or, or hit up on trying to contact the cleaner or where you at, you know, I just, mm-hmm. and being on ruining a vacation for me, I'm like, God dang it. So if someone else can, you know, take the reins and only charge 15% plus, they can um, up my up my um, bookings, you know. That's and up the price that I get. I mean, that's like that's like a win win. So we'll see how it goes. Nice, nice. I hope it goes well. Hear that. Hopping in on that. But you, but but you're all about self management, Mike. No, no <laughs> systems. And that sounds like that's a system that you have. So uh, yeah, optimize <laughs> the ultimate system. Let someone else do it. Yep. <laughs> That's if they set it up and running it. So here's a good question for you, Mike. I mean, because like with all your, the systems that you put in place and this and that, you think that it would even out like towards like someone else doing it at 15%? You think that you're spending that much money and time on your systems that to to be about about the same, about equal as losing 15%? Yeah. I'm, I mean, my Airbnbs, I'm, I'm not even remotely close to them so i right. definitely yeah especially to, for you yeah yeah i'm down to hey that's some more <laughs> passive money to throw out there and bring it back in i'm good as long as you can give me minimum 13 percent return on my money i'll do it you 13%. take your 15 percent cut everybody get paid let's do it okay and who runs it for you now hmm? uh, runs i have team boots on the ground down there that run them so you don't yeah, do nothing on them you don't talk to guests or nothing I'll, I'll eventually like if something happens they'll have to be like like my team they'll have to reach out to me like they'll be like hey they because they sometimes they monitor the cameras and everything they'll say something like hey Michael this is going on um, and then one time the uh, Jacksonville Police Department called me and I was like what the hell and they, 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 they there was a fight over at the house man they were pulling knives on each other oh wow and like, yeah it got crazy though and then like uh, 
but the, the Jacksonville police told me, hey, if you want them out, because they're like, we know it's an Airbnb. If you want them out, we'll kick them out. And they kicked them out. And then, uh, yeah. oh, yeah, they kicked them out. They're like, yeah, we know this is an Airbnb. And you don't allow this. And I was like, yeah, okay. And they kicked <laughs> them out. Damn. Yeah, they called me. Like, it was crazy because it was like they called me like 8, 9 o'clock at night. And they're like, hey, this is Jacksonville Police Department. I'm like, oh, damn. You know? <laughs> they were like, yeah, it's a party going on. And the crazy part about it was when all this is going on, man, they were live streaming it on Instagram. And my niece oh. found it and sent it to me. Uh, I was like, wow. And they were in there fighting. And, and, but they messed up my walls. Uh, yeah. I think Airbnb sent me about $500 for the damages they did. But, yeah, other than that, I don't really do much, though. You even got the police on your payroll, man. For real. Yeah. I was like, dang, man. <laughs> man, I'm feeling, feeling real gangsterish right now. I got the yeah. <laughs> Got the mob over there, man. Real. They called me. They were like, I was like, hey, she was like, we could put them out, man. They kicked them out, though. It was cool, but yeah. but I'm down to 15%. I'm, I'm with it. I'll let you take that. No. So, as so, Michael, what kind of systems are you putting into place to, to run yours smoothly? Uh, for me, really, right now, just being able to manage obviously the cleaning process. Uh, I've actually been able to, to, to find a pretty good cleaner. Uh, that's consistent, good quality work uh, that I've worked with. Uh, and initially, I, I I reached out to her on TaskRabbit. Um, and especially when I when I got ready to flip the properties and everything and start transitioning all the furniture and everything over, uh, I needed somebody to do like the first deep clean on on the property, right? And so she was really she was really great, affordable. And, and now I'm even starting to help her grow her business because the same property manager that I'm doing the handyman stuff for, he needs cleaners. Right. Like any property manager uh, to either, you know, flip new units uh, to get them online, to get ready to uh, to rent to new tenants, things of that nature, uh, make them make them get ready, all the kind of stuff. So there's a win win and kind of, I guess, share economy in that aspect as well. Um, so it, it, it's worked out great. He gave um, you a discount on the rent? Uh, actually, I did negotiate. It was kind of unofficial because he was like, he's like the last people that were in here were you know this amount. And I was like, uh, can we go a little bit lower on it? Because um, he, because I I had seen the unit already, kind of thing. Because I had did some work in the one next to it, and he was like, yeah, the keys are there. Go check it out. Blah blah. He's like, yeah, I'll let I'll let it go for this this amount. Okay, I was like, all right, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> so nice. it was great to 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 do that. And um, I don't know if I mentioned it to you before, but so that this this first one that I'm already doing. Right now, all in, uh, all utilities paid is ten eighty a month. Whoa, nice! So you can imagine. Wait a minute, and you eight hundred eight hundred square feet for that? It's like seven eighty, yeah, seven seventy, seven eighty, yeah. And ten eighty, all in. All in. And well, what did you negotiate? It well, down aside for? from internet, aside from internet, I've still got to do that, but. Uh, he wanted eleven and some change, like eleven seventy, eleven eighty, something like that. All all bills paid and everything. Yeah, yeah. Even with the internet, you're like at eleven forty, man. That ain't bad. Yeah, and for that area too, right? I mean, is it a gated spot? It is. Yeah. Wow. So. Yeah, I need I need I need the hookups too, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I have but a question the, too about the, the, the thing whole of, gated thing. Like, how are you handling guests checking in and out? Is there a process? Like, do you have to spend a lot of time and overhead on that, or what? How is that? You know, it, it's kind of hard to tell because I would say more than seventy percent of the people that have booked through me have been first time Airbnb, no reviews, never done Airbnb before, so. 
their judgment and perspective would be a little bit different than maybe somebody else that have had some reviews and things of nature. But to answer your question, so for me, I've got the August locked, right? I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. Um, so I got that installed and, you know, before they check in, I send them instructions. Hey, I'm gonna go ahead and set you up for this time slot, blah, blah, blah. So you can go ahead and get in. And uh, they've got the key code access. Once they get in, they'll have the access to the key fob to actually open the gate and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then from there, they're, they're good. So like literally the August lock is only for entry the first time and exiting the, the spot. It's uh, funny. Just, the old school key from there. It's funny. I was actually looking. I, I just ordered one of them remote locks, which I've used to, but I was looking at the August lock because I stayed at an Airbnb back home in uh, Vancouver, Portland. And nice. he had the August lock and I liked it. You know, you can just unlock it, the, the door from your, uh, from your car, you know? Um, but the, the only thing, my only concern was what if I get an older guest who's not tech savvy? I'm like, that was my only thing stopping me. And I'm like, have you had that issue yet? I have actually, uh, it happened twice. Um, and it was, I don't think it was because the guest was old, it was just because they weren't, they weren't paying attention. Cause like, Oh, I didn't see the invite and I, I, I didn't get it. And, but I was available. And I, and again, everybody's different, especially if you're managing multiple properties as opposed to just doing, you know, a few, um, you may not be available at the time they call you and they're just going to be sitting there, you know, at the door, but with the August lock, you can open it remotely. Mm-hmm. So if that does happen, you know, I'd be like, okay, hold on a second. Let me go ahead and open it. Boom. Within 10 seconds, it un- unlocks for them. And then they're in. Uh, kind of thing, and then you do the same thing for them when they get ready to check out. Uh, on the on the flip side, if someone were to do it the correct way, it's literally hands off. I get a notification when they check in. I get a notification when they check out in the August locks. So it's also good because if you've got that fee structure uh, in your in your systems on on your uh, your house rules and everything around, if you check out late, you know so many minutes after whatever, you can see that and you have it time stamped. So there's no issue around, oh, well, you know, I was only an hour late instead of, you know, four hours late kind of thing because uh, it's all it's all documented. Okay. And then so you've only had problem one or two times. So that ain't, that ain't bad then. Yeah. And the good thing about the, the August log too is it uses the blue. Okay. I'll go ahead and say I'm not. Endorse. I'm not endorsing, endorsing August <laughs> Lock. They're not paying me anything for advertising. It's it's just a great product that that I've I've used and I've I've had good experiences with. Um, but the last thing is, you know, it's great because it uses Bluetooth or Wi-Fi. So, in the case where you've sent the 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 access to the guests in advance, they have it on their phone. Say if the internet goes down, you can't unlock it from your phone remotely because it it needs it needs the internet, right? But the guest is there on site. They have it on their phone, so they can do it via Bluetooth. That's the backup. Unless their phone dies. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, unless, unless their phone dies, and then, then I don't know what you do. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, I see what you're um, saying. But yeah, so I, but I usually tell people, I'm like, hey, you know, make sure you, you, know, you at least you get your phone ready to go ahead and do this to get checked in, and you should be ready to go. See, and, and how are you communicating them that the invite's been sent out? Are you communicating it through Airbnb or through, like, email or yeah, something? Yeah, it's through Airbnb. Airbnb? Okay. Yeah. It, it's weird. Like, um, we, have automated, uh, we have automated messages go out after guests check in to check on them, like, the next day. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess through your porter, they set, up, they set it up to where it sends an email out as well. And oh, I noticed wow. a lot more people respond back to the email than through the Airbnb app. And I was like, I can see that. 
Because yeah. because what I'll do is I'll text I'll text them the same information, mm-hmm. so there's not any, you know, oh I didn't see it Airbnb it was a lag or something or it didn't because mm-hmm. you you know how apps are sometimes so yeah um so yeah so yeah I do that as a backup and ninety uh, percent of the time it works well so I can't complain. In my last question about everything that's going on, like I just kind of noticed since I've been switching over to the houses that I own or or rent out. I noticed houses need less systems than arbitraging apartments. That's why I was telling Steve, I'm down for them. If they want to do the 15%, you can do that because you have, you're going to use your system. I'll let you use your system to do it because I I really noticed once I transitioned to houses from apartments, man, you need way more systems on apartments, man. So that is one thing I've noticed. Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so you th- back to the cleaner real quick. Did did you ever did you ever think of using a turnover B and B for that? Uh, you know, I remember you guys talking about this a while back, and at, when I first started off, I didn't think about it, but um, I just ha- I had a plug, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna go ahead and use this because <laughs> because I'm I'm still small, right? Um, but uh, but no, I'm I'm open to checking that out and, and seeing if there's some savings there and and how I can help bundle that into to other other properties, especially since for the immediate future I'm going to be in Dallas. I don't see myself expanding outside of Dallas, you know, anytime soon. Um, but the intent is to try and get a, a, a new property every quarter at a minimum. Nice, nice. I love that through 2021. But real quick about, because I mean, like, it sounds like we're pitching these companies, but this is just <laughs> things that things that are actually helped us a lot. Because um, if, I, and even Micah, I think he would suggest it too, to put, get your cleaner on that site too. Because if you want to help your cleaner get more business, I mean, she's going to get a lot more business on turnover B&B. What it, but the best part of it is like her calendar is linked up to your Airbnb calendar. So she knows exactly when your turnovers are going to happen. She don't have to get a message from you, you know, say, hey, they're checking out here. If they move the checkout date, it sends her thing. So her calendar is always linked up to when exactly you got check-ins and check-outs. And so, and it's funny because like um, my cleaner, you know, I'm, a, you know, I found her on turnover B&B, but she, um, I even asked on the slide, hey, you know, if you want to go outside the system, you know, you don't have to take, I, I think mm-hmm. they took $5 off or whatever, <laughs> her cleaning. And she's like, no, no, I, I like it. You know, it helps me keep track of the of the houses I'm cleaning. So, I, yeah, I like it. Just Let's just stay on the system. Like, that's that's kind of a, a glowing review for them, you know, because they're mm-hmm. not gouging you or her. I mean, you're not getting, you're not, you're not paying, you're paying like a little bit, like a couple bucks, but, but, um, but it just links the calendars, you know, and it keeps everything so she knows and there's no miscommunication. She has her calendar with all what day she has to clean and this and that. So, and plus yes. by getting her on there, it won't hurt her feelings. If she can't make it one day, you have like your two or three backup cleaners from turnover B&B. So that, that's, that's my little Stevie suggestion. That, that's where I was no, going to go with that, that on uh, turnover. Cause I, I use, I still use turnover to this day. My thing about turnover though, I would vet the cleaners on there. And this is, how, and this is what I mean. Like, not their skills, but their skills are going to show up in the review, right? Um, this is what I mean by vet them. Like, you have some cleaners that just take tasks, take cleaners, cleanings because they're there. They might have two or three that day, try to rush through yours. I'd be like, straight ask them, like, look, how many people up under you? And if you have multiple people <laughs> under you, I'll start working with you. Because when I was doing um, apartments in Dallas, I had a couple people who were, you know, they would just take the cleaning it's 10 cleanings. They up here 
just like, you know, they half-ass one of them move on to the next one. So it's like, oh, man. So you have to make sure they got people up under them. And those people up under them, they have to train them. You know, and this one of my cleaners, she's been with me for a long time. She had people up under under her and she started training them. So Nice, nice. Yeah, no, it's it's always good to have a. I always say a, a backup for the backup, because <laughs> uh, you never know what could what could happen. So, because uh, like this week, for instance, and throughout this, I've been doing a by about half and half. So some some I've been doing some of the cleaning on my own, and I've been having her do some of the cleaning. But like this week, she had a family emergency. She had to go to Atlanta, kind of thing. So it's like, okay, well, this week I'm on my own, right? Um, or I have my backup, kind of thing. Um, so yeah, and like I said, pretty pretty affordable and. That for, and Stevie, to to your point, um, I think for my cleaner in particular, it can help her uh, not only grow, but help her understand that she is more valuable than what she is offering in terms of her hourly rate and so on and so forth and start to scale that up. Um, so I try to be a little sensitive when I talk to people about that because, you know, right now she's she's charging $20 an hour to do to do cleaning. What's the average? What's the average? How, how long does it take her to do a cleaning, though? Uh, probably maybe two, maybe two, two and a half hours oh, at most. Bad, yeah, yeah, bucks. not at all. And and to be honest, I would say a lot of that time is making sure that you know the stuff that goes in the the washer and dryer is done, right? Because you can't cut that time out. It's gotta gotta be washed and dried. So, so um, you, uh, Micah, is this correct? You can set up your turnover BNB account to to pay hourly. Yeah. Or Okay, so there you go. You can mm. you can set it up to pay twenty bucks an hour, whoever wants to knock it out, or whatever you whatever you decide. Nice. nice. Or you can okay. pay per job, or six, fifty bucks per job. You know, you can set it right. up any way you want, and then they bid on your jobs. See, and that's an interesting cool. one. I, I, I've always done flat rate. Me too. Um, yeah, I've done <laughs> flat rate, but I've seen people who take little trips. They like, man, you can if you do per hour, you might save money. So, but the only issue with some of my units now, I have three and four bedrooms. My my four bedroom takes a long time. You know, it takes. Yeah, I can imagine. They have to check out at ten o'clock, and the check ins at four. And if if they're done before then, then you know, because you have to realize you you have to wash for four four different linen sets up in there. So it's like, eh, you know, yeah, that's, that's, so that's I was like, I'm about to stick <laughs> to the flat rate. But I think on my new one, um, you know, I'm doing a rehab, and the rehab is going to be done this month. I might look into doing hourly because my other two are booked till December. I'll tell y'all some more about that. Uh, but the other two got booked through December by traveling nurses and they're paying some hefty change. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I can, I can really hone in on one, like the costs and uh, expenses over there. So I might look into doing hourly. Nice, nice. Are y'all are, are finding that y'all are making, I guess, a little bit of profit on the, on the cleaning, on the cleaning fee or? Is it just a wash at this point? Me? Oh, I make like $5 profit on the cleaning fee. Yeah, I, I charge 60 per cleaning, and I charge the guest 65 gotcha. I really could go up to 70 So, but it ain't no Yeah, problem. for one that big, yeah. You probably, yeah. But. yeah. Oh, yeah, the four-bedroom, I could definitely go up to <laughs> 70 But I can't, but this is the only thing about this area. The taxes are high as hell mm. in Arkansas, like, I'm guaranteeing they probably paying two, three hundred dollars in taxes. Wow, crazy! That's why I'm like, man, I got to go direct booking, man. So, but like, like it, the, it's opposite of Texas. Like Texas, you're gonna pay high property taxes, but that's out of your pocket. There, you're gonna pay high lodging taxes out of the people coming in pocket because they ain't got no tourists 
really. You right. know what I mean? So. Wow. Yeah, nice. it's interesting. And what about um, photos? You took uh, taking professional photos of your units? Uh, you know, I didn't uh, this time. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to do it on this next one. Um, I did um, use my, my kind of expensive camera, and I've been learning about, you know, using the different lenses and things of that kind of nature. Um, and they came out, I mean, comparatively to some of the ones that I'm, I mean, I'm sure you've seen on Airbnb, <laughs> uh, they actually look really great. So um, Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, you still got people taking pictures with their phone. Yeah. On Airbnb, and they're and they're getting they're getting bookings. I mean, people need a yeah. place to stay, so I guess I don't know. Honestly, but I don't want to leave it up to the to you know a bad picture to to get <laughs> to get. Ain't gonna lie, man. If you have a hundred and fifteen dollar ring light and a and a iPhone, it plays some pretty good pictures with a ring light. Like a ring light can really brighten up. It does some crazy stuff. Yeah, that's what I used this last time around. So I've got I've got the ring okay. light, and I used a, a, a you know DSLR camera and everything. Mm-hmm. And they came out they came out pretty good. So. Yeah. Uh, but again, I mean, once I start to scale up, I'm going to start parsing all that out because, you know, they could yeah. definitely do a better job than me and get the right angles and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think definitely. the going rate for um, apartment your size or, our, you know, the one I'm getting to is about 120 to 130 bucks to get some really, really nice photos. I mean, wow. knock your socks really? off. I'm not going back to iPhone <laughs> or or even, you know. <laughs> friend with the camera thing i'm gonna pay yeah, for, i'm no. gonna pay the money and um i'll tell you because I, I had a house in arlington man and, and i just did you know, i took all of them on my iphone and you know i got bookings or whatever but as soon as i put those professional pictures up because a friend of a friend you know was doing it man my, i mean it just went through the roof my my bookings yeah. went through the roof and it looked like wow that's my house you know it was like wow. it was amazing so it's a it's a huge difference because they know what the hell they're doing and it's just like it's amazing but y'all size like 800 square feet that's no, like- my, well mine yeah 800 square I'll, I'll say this anything from like um a thousand square feet and down is probably you can get a good really good photos for 120 130 you can get them for nice. like 80 i had a professional doing it for like 80 bucks Oh wow! He was doing all my units, but they were real small. Now my big now in Arkansas, you know, it's a little bit different market. You know, people trying to bust your head wide open because they don't <laughs> get much business anyway. Uh, so, did that include yeah. editing and everything too, or like yeah, touch up? Because I know there's people that just do Airbnb photo touch up as a service, oh, uh, like on Fiverr photo. and all those places. I forgot to tell y'all. Speaking of photos. I heard you rank higher when you use Airbnb's photography system because the photos are owned by Airbnb. Really? Photography yeah. system. Oh, wow. Because it's, it's their photos, and therefore it ranks you higher. Huh. I ain't never used them, so I'm, I need to test that out. I'm going to use them this time. I'm going to use them. <laughs> use them on the new one. I, I just thought about that. Yeah, They do uh, charge more. They charge more than a regular photographer. I think that, but, I'm pretty sure they would, too. But if it puts you up there, that's, that's worth it. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, yes, I've heard that for a while. Using their photo, using their photographers will rank you higher due to, like, I guess they, you know, Airbnb's photos they'll rank you a little higher. Whatever. Now, my buddy's my buddy's son at work. I was talking to him today, and uh, I was saying, as if he knew. Well, he he just mentioned out of the blue, his son does photography or is getting into photography and what you know, bought a nice camera and this and that, and he's doing these like little little photo shoots for his friends. And I was like, "Hey, would he shoot an Airbnb?" <laughs> and so, and he said, um, 
He said, "You might, yeah. Let me let me shout out to him and this and that." So I think he's so his his son. I said, "Well, show me show me what kind of skills you have, you know, taking pictures indoors." And of course, the first picture. I mean, it's, you could tell it's a decent camera. The first pictures he was taking, you know, took some nice shots and stuff, but the lighting was so low. And um, the first thing, because I learned from that that first girl that did my that professional pics, she said, first thing you do, turn every single light on, and open all the all the blinds and everything, just flood the house with light." And so I, I told him to go back and do that, and it was better. Not the quality like the professional, but it's. But he said he'll go in there. He said, oh, "I'll do it for sixty bucks, man." And I was like, eh, "Let me let me think about it." You know, <laughs> <laughs> maybe talk him down to forty. Go out there and give me <laughs> give me some pre pics. You know, some pre photos before the before the real deal come through. But um, I don't know if if he does. But he's real eager to, eager to learn. So. He might, he's, he's the type to go study and try to learn it, you know. To shoot. It's always good to help the small guy, but, I mean, you know, if you got to tell him how to take the photos, then, uh, you know. Yeah, I gave him a few tips. I didn't, yeah, you know. Yeah. And so, he's, he's all doing the fancy close-up, you know, to the stove. I'm like, I don't need all that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and the contrast, had, you know, the contrast. You know? Yeah, those are played out. Bro, I had a, I had a photographer in arkansas man this dude was taking pictures of the wall bro like a blank wall <laughs> i'm like bro come on trying to be all artistic and shit <laughs> hey this, you gotta have you approved to show airbnb the, how clean how clean the wall hey, was before right look there you go. <laughs> i didn't say nothing about it but like he had some really good photos but i really want to ask this dude what is the picture man but <laughs> he left the lens on the cap the lens cap oh hmm. man so you, uh, you got a washer, you got a washer and dryers inside your units? Uh, on the first one, no, actually. Uh, but on the second one that I'm getting on board, yes, I do. And I, you know, I kind of, I kind of weighed that too. The on the first time around, I was like, you know, and this is before I realized that it was going to be a lot more long term stays. And you know, for that type of demographic, yeah, people are going to want something in the space. But you know. I have uh, the first long-term booking, at least for that spot, that's going to be starting next month, um, and they're okay with it. So, you know, I guess there's there's people because there's a laundromat, you know, on site kind of thing. Um, okay. So, um, but yeah, so that's that's where your cleaner does. She uses that laundromat down or mm-hmm. wherever it is. Yeah, and that might help too because she can do like a whole bunch of loads at once. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. No, not get the colors, get the whites, you know, all that good stuff. So, so, so like your long-term guests, they didn't have a problem with that. No, uh, I'm just transparent about it, saying, "Hey, you know, um, th- this is what it is." Um, and you know, for the majority of everyone else, if you're doing a short-term stay, I would say even sometimes if you're doing a week, you're probably not gonna do laundry before you leave. Um, but it depends on what what you're all gonna be doing, right? Because um, if you're staying in a hotel, I mean, unless you're going. And doing the laundry cleaning service, which a lot of people don't do, I mean, it's 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 really for extended stays uh, that that's going to come into play. Man, Steve, hmm. we probably could have got that ghetto trap motel there. You know, they had the laundry on site. Man. <laughs> the laundry and the stove. Uh, that's the next episode we got to talk about <laughs> trap motel. Me and Micah were going to buy. Oh man, there's promise there. There's promise there. It makes the money. Yeah, we almost bought a ghetto trap motel. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, here in Dallas. Uh, or Grand Prairie. Grand Prairie. Okay. Grand Prairie. Yeah. Grand Prairie. Oh. But <laughs> the crazy thing, and Michael pointed this out, the crazy thing, it's over, it's in the hood, but like behind it is just this open field and then the freeway, and then you can just get this perfect view of the Dallas skyline. 
Man, it's hmm. like million dollar view, man. It's like what the hell? This Chapel wow. Hotel has a million dollar view, and I guess, huh? Yeah, it's crazy because wow. like this this company over there owns all that land, so they don't build nothing on it. But it's just like wow, just the perfect view. And so I said, I was thinking, you know, turn it into like a a, a hostel type thing, you know, make it fun and cool, and like. Yeah. The, yeah, the youngsters that come through Dallas could stay there, and that would be like we definitely point out that view. Maybe throw a little pool and hot tub there. You know, I don't know. I just had these ideas. <laughs> Yo, the, like the the Fourth of July, that'd be a perfect view. Ooh, oh man, yeah. that's true. Yeah, like Fourth of July, man, you could see the fireworks from it. But like, you would never think that, man. I'm talking. It's like in this. It's like in a residential neighborhood. You turn into it, man. You probably it looked like a little trap house over there, man. It looked like somebody mm-hmm. cooking up dope in the back and slinging it out the front. I'm dead. <laughs> like I'm for real. Like we walked in because me and Steve walked in. Steve's like, damn. Like you walk. Like you walk. It, it's like when you walk into it, man. It looks like you walking into a prison. Like it's like this little oh, small wow. walk space. And it was it was a it was a trip. We'll talk about it on the next. <laughs> oh man, right by a church too. <laughs> You do your sinning, then go next door, do your praying. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. It we'll is. give a discount to the preacher. <laughs> <laughs> That's wrong. That's wrong. Oh, man. So you said, okay, one unit a quarter. So why did you choose that amount? Then? Uh, you know, I'm still trying to put my business, my business plan together, but I felt like it was – it was able for me to keep the momentum to, to kind of build up on some of the, the profits and things of that nature from the previous, uh, uh, previous launches. Um, and really just start to kind of snowball, snowball it, to be honest. Um, you know, at least at this point, I haven't had to, you know, take out any loans or anything for any of this, um, which is kind of another story in itself. Um, but, um, you know, the intent is really to be able to kind of uh, scale it, you know, sustainably in a way that allows me to obviously have the flexibility to continue what I'm doing with all the other stuff on the side, with the podcast, full-time work, all that. Uh, and then also learn and start to build a team around what I'm doing. All right. Um, so I know it's going to take some, take some time. Um, but yeah. And, and, and really for me, you know, I know people won't necessarily, um, you know, gravitate towards it at the beginning because it's, it may be a little bit harder to understand. Well, like I mentioned before about kind of he- creating these kind of wellness spaces, uh, health, healthy, well, health and wellness spaces for my Airbnbs and things of that nature uh, is hopefully going to benefit. Cause I mean, you know, like I told you before, even at my last spot, I had been doing the air purifiers, you know, even before COVID kind of thing. Uh, and so a couple of the air purifiers with air quality monitoring, I know that uh, one of the Airbnb guys talks about the, was it the, the the minute or minute system or something like that for uh, environmental smoke and all that? Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. So, you know, <laughs> with, with with mine kind of coupling both of those together, I mean, you've got the air quality um, uh, or air purifier to be able to, you know, filter all those toxins, things of that nature and make the space um, and you can monitor it. Right. And it's it's actually, you know, it's data driven. It's quali- qualitative and quantitative. Uh, so, you know, guests appreciate that. Some people, you know, get a kick out of it, things of that nature. But um, it's it's something that I'll, probably 99% of the Airbnbs do not have, uh, and 99%, if not more, hotels don't have. You know how how, how, how good is the like air quality that? in your in your space? And how much how much does a system like that cost to install? Um, so I mean, it ranges. I've seen some for as low as I don't know, 200 bucks, 
Uh, I've seen others as high as 600, 800 bucks. Uh, but the actual like uh, sensor where you get the data on, you know, CO2, humidity, temperature, particulate matter, um, chemicals, things of that nature, uh, that unit costs about 100, 120 bucks. Uh, so it's imagine- called the aware element uh, system. So, you know, you know, I, I know people use the system, you know, that, that you got Micah to be able to see when people were smoking in there and all that kind of stuff, uh, which is great. And has the noise feature to it, too. So you can see when people are doing parties and all that stuff. So. By the way, if you are looking for a minute system, you can uh, look in the show notes and we will give you our affiliate link. Awesome. I, I, I will do that because I want to test it out. To, uh, I do want to test it out for sure. Um, but yeah, um, so I mean, it's it, it's 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 just pretty interesting. So I mean, and I think we had talked touched on, touched on this before, Micah, about how, you know, while Airbnb hasn't started to crack down on this yet, but, you know, when you think about all of the inventory that Airbnb has, um, well, I say the, the host of Airbnb, not physically Airbnb, um, it ranges on a huge spectrum, right? From super old properties to brand new, you know, just came on the market yesterday kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to all of the code related stuff, if we're talking about fire code, asbestos, all this stuff, nobody's doing quality control on any of this. And air quality is just a piece of that, right, um, in the space. Uh, and I know they do have this whole new clean, cleanliness protocol and things of that nature, and you, you commit to clean and so on and so forth. Uh, but at least from my understanding in the United States, um, Airbnb isn't doing any quality control or auditing on any of that. Now, I know some there's some international, spe- co- international countries that are doing auditing on their Airbnbs. Uh, so I don't know if they've got like a, a shopper system where people, you know, fake – and say, hey, I'm a guest. I want to stay here for a couple of days, and they audit your space, and then they report back to Airbnb. I don't know if you guys had any of that happening or heard of any of that, but I haven't. But I am happy you brought up the COVID cleaning. Have you signed up for that? Yeah, I have. So, so what exactly does that do? Um, it basically uh, allows you to be put into a certain category, uh, just like a superhost or you know some of the other things that they offer, uh, to saying that you know, you have committed to an elevated level of cleanliness uh, to protect your guests. So with that, there's some protocols around what you need to share with your cleaners um, in terms of sanitation, cleaning, dusting, and the process and how that happens. Um, You know, they've even instituted, uh, which they have not necessarily audited or or, or made mandatory, kind of this buffer, 24-hour buffer that you should have in between bookings. Mm. I don't know how many people are really doing that, but... Um, you know, the intent was to be able to kind of air out the space kind of thing. You know, there's some merit to that, but in the grand scheme of things, 24 hours, 48 hours, 72 hours, it really doesn't make that big of a difference because, you know, in a lot of this, or in some spaces, people, you know, turn their HVAC units off during that time frame or, you know, dial it down, things of that nature. And so what you want to be able to do is have the continual filtration in addition to, you know, the normal filters that you may have in your system kind of thing, because it's all about air changes that you have in your space. So with these purifiers, I mean, these are HEPA-grade HEPA grade filter filtration, and you're getting about another two or three air changes for your, for your entire space. Um, and what I mean by air changes is imagine all, the entire volume of air that is in the, the building or in your apartment or in your house is being cleansed so many times per hour. So typically for older homes, um, that's much less. 
And then even in some older homes, they don't have any ven ventilation coming in from the exterior other than opening windows, which some people may or may not do. So anyway, I, I could go down a rabbit hole with that and talk <laughs> talking about health and wellness, but you know. I guess my main question with that is, does it get all the stank out? It does. Um, it, no, it's 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 made to so so all the odors and and VOCs or volatile organic chemicals, all that stuff. Um, yeah, it helps out with that. And for me, I even have mine set up to where it's on a Wi-Fi uh, plug, so I can turn it off and on remotely if I need to. If I know guests are staying there, not staying there, or if we need to boost it up in between in, in between the stays, kind of thing, because they have different settings. Um, and one of the ones that I use is called the uh, uh, the Allen Flex Smart or Breathe Smart, and that thing is so quiet um, on the lowest setting. But again, you can ramp it up if you're really trying to, you know, <laughs> like you said, clear clear the stank out if you need to uh, in between <laughs> bookings or whatever for whatever reason. So it's, now, it's now, cool. <laughs> how, how does how good does it work with like, you know, we we say no smoking, but people still do that shit. So how good does it work getting out the cigarettes or weed smell? Yeah, so they have different products that spe specifically address that. So I know for the one that I have, um, I've got that included. So there's like three different tiers. Obviously, the one f that you include for heavy smoke is more a little bit more costly. Uh, but yeah, they have that. So um, and it's worth it. Man. I haven't tested it out, but you know I've seen that within 24 hours, if not sooner, you can immediately. I mean, you can immediately kind of evacuate. And kind of obviously, you'd have to do some some cleaning on the furniture, depending on how bad it is, uh, to be able to get that kind of smell out, other than just in the atmosphere. But yeah, it's it's pretty powerful, man. Here, here's what automatically crosses my mind is like how you could really hammer it home and advertise it to travel nurses. Because imagine being at, at the hospital all day with the freaking mask on. You just want to get home to a nice space and just breathe, and you can like yeah. really, really advertise that to like this hair. This air will like purify them, you know, kind of clean, clean them out of all that that gunk that's in their in their mask. They've been breathing all day. I don't know. I think that yeah. would probably be, be a big seller right there. Well, I mean, even for people with allergies, right? When pollen season comes around, people that have say, if you have a spot that you that you allow pets. And then you have a person that that comes in that doesn't have a pet. They may have allergies. You know, your cleaner can only do so much. Um, some of that stuff is still in the air. So when you have a um, you know a product or system like that to be able to help filter that out, I mean, that's a win-win. So. And could you kind of going back to the Airbnb COVID clean? Don't they for they are they forcing you to block off a day after, or is they're not forcing? Uh, okay. I guess they're low on money and they're about to IPO. It's how to do everything they can. Airbnb blowing smoke, huh? I know they IPO this month, right? Or next month? I think it's next month. Next month? Yeah. I don't know. Y'all touching that stock? Nah, might as well throw something at it. Yeah, might as well. We already invested in it in a way. I ain't going to throw like $100,000 at it. Not that I have that but um real quick so you since you're in the same area that I am so kind of AT&T has a monopoly over there right oh man I I didn't realize that I'm, I'm doing spectrum at my spot oh, you I, know, I know Micah yeah I know Michael is like don't do spectrum I love spectrum I have spectrum yeah, in my houses man I love spectrum, spectrum. yeah 
I, I was rolling the dice on this one and, and decided to continue on because I expected him on my last place. So I was like, all right, let's go ahead and roll over this account and you know change the information, all that kind of stuff to put it in the business. But um, it's it's been going pretty good so far, man. I, you know, I, I had a hiccup in the beginning uh, where they had to just change out the uh, the new modem and everything because the modem that I had before, because uh, they're doing like the whole self-install now, right? Because they can't, or they, at least they before they couldn't bring people out and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I had had that modem for like three years. So, I mean, it was about time um, to, to upgrade to the new model. But anyway, once they got that set up, I was I was good. I haven't had any issues since. How much they The Spectrum? Yeah. Uh, so I was able to get a deal cut. Oh, man. Is it 44 a month? Yeah, 44 a month for just internet, high-speed internet. Yeah. And when I, and the speed test, like I had two people like uh, comment on it. It's like, dude, your your internet is like super fast. Um, so I mean, when I did a speed test, it was like up up in the high three hundreds megabytes per second. Very bad. So, but uh, but yeah. So I mean, being able to kind of couple that with 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 everything else that's going on, you know, host or sorry, guests see it as a benefit, and uh, you know, people are also want to. To, to work from home now too, right? Where they are traveling and they're going to be here in Dallas and they, they, they just need a place to be to work. So that's another thing, which, you know, I'm sure people are capitalizing on and putting in office spaces or desks into their Airbnbs to maximize on that. Um, on this first property, I'm actually trying to convert a huge, because it, it's so weird in this space. There's like two huge walk-in closets, one in the bedroom and there's one in the hallway with two additional small open storage spaces in the hallway. It's just too much storage. That's so a anyway, bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you. I mean, you could put a little cot in the other. There you go. Uh, but there's no outlets in there. That's the only thing. But uh, I'm trying to to retrofit that walk-in closet into an office. Nice. Um, and so I've got this, you know, desk that I could put on the wall and all this kind of stuff. I'm going to do some painting in there. So it's it's going to be really nice. I mean, I, I think at one point I had seen somebody do it on. Um, on Pinterest. And I was like, this is a pretty good idea. People retrofitting their closets into office spaces. And I've seen some nice ones. I'll send you some photos. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be a thing that people gravitate to. Yeah. A lot of people podcast in closets too. I, I've seen yeah. that on Pinterest. Yeah, I've seen a guy turn it, his closet into a little podcast place. I was like, dang, yeah, Pinterest got it all, man. If you ever want to. <laughs> I love Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> they got some cool shit, man. I know they do. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like building a bar every time I look at that thing. It's like, damn, that looks easy. For real. I guess I was asking because AT&T, you know, uh, I just, you know, that was pretty much the only option, especially one in that, those apartments that I'm, that I'm getting into. That, uh-huh. But uh, so I called him up and then and I talked to talked to this dude, and he said, "Well, you know, congratulations because your area actually has our newest, our newest fastest fiber optic connections there. So you're gonna have blazing fast internet, man. So your your um your customers are gonna be very happy happy there. So and and it's funny I heard too that uh, I just listened to the to um, another podcast, another Airbnb podcast, um, get paid for your pad." And they and they mentioned um, this guy's like you know a lot of people right now are traveling that a lot of business people you know people that want to stay or, or work out of a spot you know because they're working remotely and sometimes they want to get a place that's out of the house or out, you know away mm-hmm. and so there's a, that's a lot of that going on and to advertise to those people he's saying be sure to take a screenshot of your of your internet you know the speed and put it into like you know your fourth or fifth picture and mm-hmm. so right away those business people could see oh damn because they need that fast internet right 
people have asked that question and when they do inquiries like do you have you know um fast internet so on and so forth because because like when i was doing the old place somebody said that at my they said the last place we stayed at we had to build this tower and all this kind of stuff i'm like dang um i, mean, I think it was a single family home but they had to build like a i don't know 20 foot tower or something like that outside to do something i don't know i don't know what kind of business they were in but um wow yeah cams (laughs) (laughs) but they were uh anyways um so yeah that's that's what i was like yeah throw add a little add a pic of your internet speed on there that's a cool little like i mean yeah like that yeah good idea micah yes sir Yes, sir. And um, what area do you plan on growing? You plan on just staying in the Green, Lower Greenville, Dallas area? You know, um, I mean that's a pretty good area, um, along with kind of uptown ish. And I and I know historically the market has been kind of saturated, and as we've seen, you know, with the with with um, the way things that went back in during the quarantine, there are a lot of people that got out of the Airbnb game, right? A short terminal. And so kind of transitioning out of it, there's a lot of players that have been taken off the board, but to the same aspect, there've been a lot of new players onto the board. So it's kind of a, a new competition, uh, if you will. Uh, but those are growing areas of growing markets in the Dallas uh, area. Uh, I think I talked to Micah before about uh, Uber. Uh, one of the Uber headquarters is still supposed to be moving to Deep Ellum. Uh, so all that real estate around there, which I'm, I'm sure you've seen, is, has grown a lot over the past couple of years uh, and still continuing to grow are going to be good markets. Uh, the only thing, and I've seen this in some of the other listings and reviews, is like, I mean, call it gentrification, call it what you like. You know, there's pockets over there in that area. So it's literally you go two blocks that way. Then, you know, you got these you know, <laughs> shack houses and you, you got these what area did you million just- dollar homes, huh? What area did you just say? Uh, I mean, it, it, it's like Deep Ellum, Greenville, all that, the, all of that over there. West Dallas, uh, man. yeah, West Dallas too. East Dallas, West West Dallas. So you kind of have to pick and choose, you know, where you where you lay your lay your roots for for your spots. I mean, because that'll make a break. Because you know, people will co- will comment and say, "Oh, hey, it's, it was unsafe." You know, the area was sketchy. Regardless of what, regardless of what the inside of your place looks like you know, that safety factor. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was listening to another podcast today uh, and, you know, both of you guys have wives, you know, if, if you're going to look at a, at a property, you know, bring your wife, bring a, bring a, a woman with you. Cause you know, she'll be able to have that feel factor that you may not have in terms of safety. And, you know, what, what does this look like um, for, you know, a, a single female? Cause you get those as well that come to book. Right. And oh, you yeah. want them to feel safe. So. Yeah, I saw some white people walking their dogs in front of mine, so I feel I feel right. <laughs> you got the check the check mark yeah. right there. That one. <laughs> Dog and, but walkers, I, Starbucks, and Chick Fil A's, bro. That'll tell you if you're in a yeah. decent neighborhood. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but you're right because there are pockets over there. Because like you know, you turn down one street, it's like oh shit, it's a hood. And then like you go down the next street, and it's like you said, those giant mansions. Like, where the hell do these come from, man? Right there by the hood. It's crazy. Go to West Dallas, man. That's all day, dude. You <laughs> run down house next door. It's a three hundred thousand dollar house with a balcony. You like what? <laughs> For real, man. It's crazy. So you gonna need, you gonna need a Nike Run Club or Keep My Run, so you know you you, you do your running trail and, and zigzags or whatever. It's all throughout the. <laughs> The, all throughout the neighborhood. It's funny though. Uh, I was over in West Dallas with my boy, and he was uh, showing me the area because he was like, he owns a house over there, and he was like, uh, you know, 
black dude. He went for a jog with his dog. <laughs> he was over in West Dallas, and that's where he lived. The lady was on the porch, and he was jogging by. And uh, he she looked at him and said, "We don't run no dogs over in this neighborhood." <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you know, he was like, "Damn, okay." <laughs> we don't run no dogs. <laughs> we don't run no dogs over this neighborhood. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's crazy. Oh man, that's cool, man. Well, yeah, we're glad you hopped on again and told us your progress and how we inspired you to do more. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, you you did. You really did. I'm not gonna lie. So I got. Like like I had mentioned to you guys before, I had been, you know, trying to tiptoe into it and, and, and it took, just took way too long than I should have on the research. And, you know, now I'm in it, committed. So looking forward to, to growing. So. I, like, I, I like that plan, though, getting, getting one unit a quarter. I do like that because I, I, I'm tempted because after this one's getting up and running, I'm like, man, it looks really good. It's a nice area. I'm getting some bookings already. I ain't even, you know, got it all, all the pictures up yet. And then um, should I get another one right now? And I was like, nah, I should wait. I should just ease into it. You know, there's no, you know, I shouldn't push all my chips in on my first, you know, my first bet, you know what I'm saying? True, true, true. So I like how you do that. And once, a, you know, one a quarter and hey, if it starts doing better, you can do, you know, like you said, the snowball effect, you can do two, maybe in the future or three, you know, just and level up. Yeah. I mean, now is, I, I would say that within the next 12 to 16 months is probably going to be a, a really good time to be aggressive on, on growth just because, you know, especially for people that have a lot of properties or may have a lot of capital to, to buy up a lot of units kind of thing in the arbitrage scenario, you know, you're, you're a solution to those property managers, right? Um, because a lot of people aren't trying to commit to a, a year lease right now kind of thing. And they need something more short term. And if, if you're able to, to buy that whole floor out or, you know, get, you know, a, a full duplex or, or tri a triplex or something um, rented out and, you know, you're doing Airbnb or they're going to arbitrage through it. I mean, that's a win-win for you and them, uh, to be honest. Um, and right now, you know, the, the, the markets in terms of the, the rates, too, for kind of going into the fall season, as you know, the rates, you know, typically go down after summer is a good time to get in because then you lock in those, those lower rates. So Nice. Well, cool, man. So where can folks find you? Because I know they're going to be hitting you up about the air filtration stuff. That's like, that's definitely next level stuff right there. Uh, yeah, so people couldn't find me. I just uh, launched an Instagram uh, account. Uh, it's called PBD Living Dallas. So performance by design uh, living. And so uh, they can find me there. So it's PBD Living Dallas. Picture podcast, man. <laughs> I also have, I have a podcast uh, called 3P Theory. Uh, and so uh, I've got that linked up with my uh, personal Instagram account at M M Charles Jr. So uh, DP theory about sustainability, energy efficiency for buildings. So it's a great educational learning opportunity there. Sweet. PBD living. Cool, man. I'll be reaching out to you. I'll try to get a spot where you're at. You get the good deals over there. <laughs> <laughs> you got to know how to have some handyman work to uh, get that deal he copped over there. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. You know, we can share resources. <laughs> yeah, no, most definitely. Most definitely. <laughs> No. This is a good app, man. It's a good app. I'm uh, happy. I'm wishing much continued success to you. And I like what you did with negotiating your skills. That was pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and always ask for a discount, right? Like that you could have just took that price like a lot of people would. That's not a bad price, but you said, ah, it could do a little better. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, man, it's, it's been good. So, um, always looking to learn more. 
they are building a crap load of apartments over in that area. You seen that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see how that turns out. (laughs) (laughs) So you can catch Live Let Thrive on IG, TikTok, uh, Facebook, wherever you listen. Uh, You know, we're on Apple iTunes, YouTube. Remember, subscribe, like the videos, leave a comment. We are always on, ready to respond back. And uh, if you're ready to get your health and fitness game together, be sure to follow Mahogany Artist on IG and reach out to Mike on IG. You can follow his story. He just gave you his account. And LLT is out. Later. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.